Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I mean, it can be life stressors, but it's especially when you're running a company or you're a part of a company and you have other people relying on you. Like, you yeah. have to show up. I mean, your energy is going to impact the envi entire environment. Your employees are looking to you for the energy, for the excitement, for that power. When you are a partner, a co-founder, when you're on, like, whatever, you're at the royal table or whatever people think you're at, in general, people do not recognize what you are going through. Are you stressed? That is the question for today. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you like, what the F is going on? If so, you're in a good place because today, Albert and I on Mission Daily are going to be talking about how to handle stress, especially as a founder, a CEO, but really for anyone um, it's something that I have become very well versed with over the past two years. <laughs> yeah, you 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 have it the yep, worst. Yep. Uh... <laughs> and I just got some very interesting feedback from one of our team members the other day that said, hey, it seems like you're handling pretty stormy weathers right now in a lot more calm of a way. Like you're a lot more grounded. You seem actually happy. What's going on? So that's what we're talking about today. Albert, how are you feeling? Are you stressed? My stresses are starting to go away. Yeah. Uh, as, as everyone knows, I've been dealing with insurance. for. By the way, that's not resolved. It's still not resolved. I still have not collected a single dollar, even though my house is now fully restored. Um, I did pull. I had to hire an attorney. It sucked, but like I need someone to help me, basically. Like I don't know what else I'm supposed Welcome to do. Welcome to my life. Um, attorneys, attorneys, <laughs> yeah. attorneys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be that expensive, but you never yeah. know. Okay, so your stresses are but yeah. on the way out soon yeah my stress is so far from my life have all been financial <laughs> stress um i have not had what you've had which is like your spouse stress ex-spouse stress kid stress plus uh financial stress so my stress has been really in one domain and uh you know i'm i'm fortunate i'm happy uh one of my um i've read it and i'm sure other people have said it but one of the things that one of my mentors said to me that i still remember to this day is like who you choose to do business with in marriage and business will have a greater impact than what yep. you do. Like you could, you could pick the wrong vehicle, but the right person, you'll still be happy. Maybe you'll figure it out. But if you could pick, everything could be right, but you pick the wrong partner and he said, nothing will be right. And uh, when you're younger, you don't think that's true. But now that I'm older, I a hundred percent agree that's yep. true. Yeah. I mean, I for sure know that too. <laughs> so, I mean, when thinking about stress for today's episode, I did want to kind of narrow in a bit on, I mean, it can be life stressors, but it's especially when you're running a company or you're a part of a company and you have other people relying on you. Like you yeah. have to show up, you have to, you know, I mean, your energy is going to impact the envi entire environment. Your employees are looking to you for the energy, for the excitement, for that power. And so it really is important, especially when you're starting something or when you're just in a team to know how to manage stress and overwhelm and anxiety and I mean, over the past, I guess it's been two years, you and I together have been in, involved in many of the stressors that are my life, but you also get involved because you work with me. And <laughs> I mean, it's been a lot. I am fortunate though, because, you know, in whether it's someone would say it's failure to commit or you can say any negative characteristic about it, I am not 
as hooked into the problem as you are. You know what I mean? Like the reality is I've always been able to say like, okay, well, I could choose to not do this mm-hmm. anymore, right? You you have not had that luxury. Yep. So my stress is small compared. I will be the first one. It's nothing compared to yeah. yours. Yeah. I mean, why it's good that you're here though is that you've at least witnessed it and you have navigated yeah, yeah. some of it with me, even though you haven't had to personally experience it mostly in your life where you're like, I can't get out of it. That is yeah. how I felt. I mean, and so when we're talking stressors with, we'll just call it mission. I mean, this company is almost gone bankrupt more than once. It's almost gone under. Um, some of that feeling very much out of our control and not because of business oh, yeah. decisions we are making. Um, I've been having old co-founders, you know, coming after me. I won't say their names with lawsuits. Um Kids getting involved, trying to take my kids away. I mean, it's been so many different scenarios, lots of allegations coming my way from every which direction. It's always something new. And it's sometimes in a way that, you know, as a business owner, you're like, man, this could really harm me. This could harm my company. This could harm like my relationship with my employees. So it has been a lot um, and it hasn't really stopped. But yeah, that's the biggest, I think, biggest problem is just when you've thought that your problem is solved. A judge has ruled in your favor. Yep. You believe this will go away. Um, you're, you know, this person brings up a different thing and wants to do something else. It's, it's been, a, it's been a yeah. wild ride. So just so everyone's like, man, my stresses are big. Everyone has big stresses. Everyone, you know, this is an episode that can handle that amount of stress. Whatever you're feeling right now, this is one that can handle yeah. that because like I said, yeah. it's still ongoing for me. And also, like market timing issues, clients backing out, revenue decreasing. I mean, everything that you have to deal with when you are starting a company, running a company, or part of a team that you have big expectations on you, all of that is what we're going to be kind of, we've experienced it all here. So with that, I wanted to kind of go through how I've started handling issues so it doesn't impact you guys, my team, you guys. Um <laughs> Yeah, you've done a pretty good job of creating that buffer that says like, hey, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to or excuse me, I'm not going to allow this to bleed into what you guys are doing. That's been. I think you've done a very commendable job, you know, and I'm sure other people have felt some stress. I'm like, man, I don't think you have felt even 10 percent of what actually is happening. No. So I think you've done a really, really good job there. It is a big challenge. And, and the other thing I wanted to add to what you said earlier is when you are a partner a co-founder, when you're on like whatever, you're at the royal table or whatever people think you're at, in general, people do not recognize what you are going through. You have, like, unless you've sat in the seat, it's it's something that people think, oh, well, I mean, I, I know because I've been a part of different companies that have, when you're financially tight, people just assume that you can just take a pay cut or you could, which, yes, that is a viable solution. Or you can just, I don't know, some people are like, just you spend more money. It's like, they think that you're sitting on this like war chest of yeah. cash that you can deploy at any time. Like, Hey, I got news for you. The reason why I'm stressed is because I don't, my war chest is down to like $4,000. I didn't get to cover That was us at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it is a unique seat that most people do not ever get to witness. So you might feel it. Maybe you might work for somebody who's going through it, but until you sat in that seat, it's really some serious pressure to know like not only your family, but like the well-being of others that you don't have cash flow coming in, that you need to pay bills. You might have creditors and debtors that are coming after you. Um, and, and deservedly so they deserve to get paid. And because if you don't pay them, they will now have your yeah. problem. Like you, you, The same problem you have is now their problem. And so it is a really unique seat. And I could see where if you're in that seat, 
it's kind of hard to get advice or yeah. help because so few people have, have have done it. So few people know what that's yep. like. I remember when I've told um, a couple people, like, here's what's going on. Just they're like, oh, oh my God. Like, I don't even know. Okay. At first you're telling me about like your company. I mean, and this was a while ago, but like your company is like not doing well. And how much debt are you guys in? And wait, what's happening with like these lawsuits that are coming and like just seeing them getting overwhelmed by me just sharing maybe like 20% of my story. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, they must have some good empathy because I think most people, it just blows over their head. Like, that's a yeah. you problem. Like, everything you said is a you well, problem. I don't know what you're going that through. That shows the difference between the people we surround ourselves with because the people I surround myself with are like, <laughs> how can I help? How can I support? What do you need? Like, uh, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I need I, that. My, my, boys would, my boys would just be like, yeah, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't I don't get around people like that. But um, so all I have to say, you have a hard job when you have a company. You have a hard job when you have a lot of people relying on you, and especially when your family's tied up in it, especially when you're single momming it like me and being like, yeah. okay, it's my income or nothing. It's this company or nothing. Um, but to get into some of the tools that I've been using, so I basically now think of it as I have a stress toolkit. I have a bunch of different things that I can try depending on the scenario. Uh, one of the most important things for me was actually a mindset thing, um, and it was feedback that I received in a leadership training where you're basically going around, you're getting feedback based off how you're responding. And one of the feedback pieces I was getting was victim, victim, victim. And mm. I was like, what the, like, man, I feel like I'm not a victim to my circumstances. I mean, I was at first a little bit like triggered by it. You brought, well, actually you're probably like, yeah, I, yeah, a little bit, yeah. but like, dude, but, I mean, this is pretty <laughs> shitty. Is it okay? Yeah. I mean, there was definitely elements yeah. of like, okay, I was just trying to share my story, but man, if I'm coming off like a victim and it sent me down this whole rabbit hole of like what it means when you are in a victim mindset is actually it means you're giving your power away to the situation because the facts and the circumstance that can still be happening. But if you're coming off powerless, which at a certain point in this time period of the past two years, I definitely was waiting for the next ball to drop. I was definitely like, okay, when is this person going to come after me again? When our clients, you know, I was definitely operating in a nervous capacity and just a little bit worried. Yeah. And I was completely giving my power away to everything else. And so when I first heard victim mindset, I'm like, damn, well, there are bad circumstances happening right now to me. It's all happening to me. And then when I started shifting that perspective of like, no, I'm actually reclaiming my power. Like I get to move forward how I want. And I'm not going to worry about all these outside forces right now. When it happens, I'll handle it. I'm confident in myself and I'll handle it. And I... Give me, give me a tangible way that you can say that you like a, it's saying shift your mm -hmm. mindset is, uh, you know, I'm sure advice that a lot of people yeah. have gotten, but give me something tangible. Give me something where it's like, Hey, you wanted to do it this way, but was it like through practice? Is it something you have to actually practice? Is it something that you had to just get more emotional support? Like, how did you do this? Because, you know, I always equate it to like losing weight or getting fit, which is clearly something many, many people struggle with. I don't think, I think just about everybody knows what they're supposed to do, but it's the actual doing it part that people cannot, for whatever reason, seem yep. to stick with long enough to see a result. Yeah. So when thinking about shifting mindset, cause yeah, that is a very loaded term. You just shift it. your mindset. Be cool. Be happier. <laughs> so problem solved. I'm glad to help. I did a bit of background digging into this space first. So just for context have you heard of the book psycho cybernetics it's like old okay so that's no. a good well it's, so a lot of it is around it's around mindset it's around how 
you know, you shape your reality and everything around you and how you're calling certain things in based off how you're thinking. So that book was the one that kind of set me off on the path along with hearing the feedback of like, okay, I'm coming off like a victim, but I don't feel that way until I started reading this book. So this book is very helpful. I do recommend if anyone hasn't checked it out, there's also an updated version, but I'm reading the old school one. It's still great. Um, but a lot of it is around your words and how you're saying things and how you're showing up in life and like the stories that you're weaving it around it. Because I mean, the facts of what is happening are facts, but you are the one who's interpreting how it's like what's happening. You're the one adding the story around it. And so I could either add a terrible story to something of, oh my gosh, like I have someone who just keeps coming after me and I'm, I can't do anything and I'm just nervous and I like can't even operate because I just never know when something's going to happen to me or I never know when like, you know, X, Y, or Z, you get to build a story around it. And that's kind of what I was doing when I was saying earlier, I was giving my power away. I was wrapping a story around it that was having me show up in life in a lot more timid of a way and a lot more nervous of a way. Instead of saying all these things are happening, that's the facts. I'm going to do what I can to protect this company, protect my family, protect myself. And there actually might be a blessing in all of this, which with all this bad shit that's happened over the past two years, I do think there's been many blessings in it that has kind of also helped shape that narrative. I think bad things can happen. And oftentimes it's the most pivotal time where you're like, okay, if that didn't happen, I would have kept this whole team. I would have like gone on a different path. I mean, most times these bad scenarios were very pivotal. Getting divorced was like the best thing ever. Did it feel like it in the moment? No. But like now I look back, I'm like, I'm so fucking happy I got divorced. I'm so happy I made that choice mm -hmm. when I did and got out of there and moved on, even though it was scary. And, you know, so it's, it's all around what story are you painting around the events and how are you operating in life based off those stories? And if you're letting an event take your power away from operating and moving forward towards your vision, then that is it being a victim to your circumstances. And so now I'm like, how can I be a victor in these circumstances? How can I move forward with confidence and excitement? And like, I still know where I'm going. I still know what I'm doing with mission. I still know where I'm heading with mission kids, whatever it might be. Like, I know the path that I'm going and I get to reclaim, you know, my power for all of these. And if something bad happens, I'm confident in me to handle it. So it's very much a mindset thing and learning how your brain is creating your reality. And it's going to be creating these events. And you can either stress yourself out because of it. Or you can try and rewrite a story around it and operate in a different way. So rewriting a story, pretty interesting to hear. I don't know how I would describe what I've done uh, because I've, you know, I've never gone to like therapy or anything like that. But it sounds similar to how I deal with things a little bit is I try to, I know you're supposed to not compartmentalize, but I do. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll say like, this is this event, right? This event is here. Um, but it has no bearing on this next event. Like you mentioned mm -hmm. before, like this next event might be how I'm going to handle trying to acquire another contract. The, this event might be something simple like, Hey, I'm going to take my kids to soccer practice. So therefore I need to be smiley or, you yeah. know, um, not as like thinking about this. I think it's super, one of the biggest challenges I think about in like, I really do believe this is why my mind has shifted because I, I, I would in general say I'm not a high stress person, although I do get frustrated. I wouldn't say I'm high stress where I carry things a lot of a lot uh you know throughout my daily life. There is this, and I believe this is personal opinion, that once you reach a level of it's I guess it's the best way to say it's like financial success. Like once you have a certain whatever that number is, it does allow you, in my opinion, to make but more clear decisions because 
you don't have to hang on to that. So I think when people feel the most stress is when they cannot let yep. go for whatever reason of what is possibly also the problem. And for you, for a previous, you know, like the reality is like <laughs> your, your baby daddy, uh, that's, you can't let that go. Yep. That's always going to be part, intertwined with your life. If you are the actual primary business owner, super hard to let it go. Most people cannot let it go. Um, and so like that adds to that layer that you're talking about of which you have to somehow view it in a different way. Cause I don't know how else you do it. Like my, my whole, I've come to the realization listening to you actually deal with things that the only reason why I'm able to deal with things is because I don't actually need anything, these things in uh -huh. my life, which sounds bad, but it's true. It doesn't add to my like daily stress, like quite like yours. Yeah. Like you're, you're in a very different situation because some of your times, the problems that you have, you can't actually just like, you can't just say, well, I don't want to deal yep. with it. You know what I mean? Like I can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's why for me, I had to find a different way because most people be like, yeah. oh yeah, you just like cut off the toxic person. You like find the better clients. Yeah, just cut them off. It's like super it's easy. Like, and I'm like, well, when that's not the case, which for or a lot of times stressors that people are feeling, it's not something you can just cut off quickly maybe sometimes yeah. but like it's not always something where you're like yep done with that bye and actually learning how to work with that is where i find like that's where you find your power is learning to work with these waves and like go with them and surrender to it but also not let it over like like consume you where you're like well now i am the stress now i'm showing up in every area of my life like this i'm showing up as a mom like this i'm showing up as a a ceo like this a colleague like this because of this other event that i just haven't learned to work with yet Instead of viewing it as what it is, like, yes, things might be happening and I get to decide how to handle it and how I even want my body reacting to it. Because a lot of times it's like your body's reacting before you're even thinking about it. And so how to train your body on that, like, this is not fight or flight. This is not time to run. It's not time to whatever. It's, you know, it's let me think about how to handle this now. And this is just another game. Like, to me, what I've seen from all this is like life is literally a game and there's all these like little <laughs> mini games going on. And like you get to decide how you want to show up to it. And if you want to let that one game ruin your life, you definitely can. Or you can just be yeah. like, these are just pawns in this whole game. And like, it's up to me how I show up in this. It's a, it's a great, it's a great philosophy to have. And uh, I'll add to your game is you don't get any do-overs, which mm -hmm. sucks. Right. But that also means no matter where, you, what you've done, no matter what's happened to you in this moment in time, in every moment of time going forward, this is the only things you can mm -hmm. control. And that's, I think, hard for a lot of people to stomach. I was thinking back for my personal story of when I was at my most stressed were, were problems I couldn't let go of were um, illnesses mm -hmm. in our family, whether it was my wife's dad, my father-in-law living with us with Alzheimer's or myself helping transition my mom uh, with cancer. She eventually did pass away. And it was, and I remember through both of those things, because um, she did, she continued to work. And then I did, I continued to work and I remember people asking like, well, why did you choose to do that? And uh, I was like, what else was I going to do? Like to me, it was really hard to think because I couldn't impact it. And so like you would kind of do a little bit of what you said, just like, Hey, this is happening. So it's my duty to take this responsibility. I'm going to do my best to take care of this the best I can. I have a good, loving, supportive wife and family members that can help me where we can help out. My brother was taking on the burn of the blade for my mom. My wife was obviously taking most of the most of the labor for um, her her father. And it was just painful, but necessary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's more like I it was like a duty rather than like I'm gonna let it hurt me every single day going forward. So it was more like you know 
a sense of duty. Like I'm now obligated to take care of this person. It's my job. And that's how I think I was able to do it personally. I was definitely concerned, but not, I wouldn't say I was stressed where I was like freaking out every day. In fact, I came to work every single day and tried to <laughs> work was like a reprieve. Honestly, yeah. I could think about something yeah. else. Um, but I know some people can't do that. Like that bleeds over into everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I will say witnessing you during that time, I do think that it shaped your view on life and what you want yeah. to have out of it and how you want to like things you want to work on and being excited about it. So I do think terrible time. And I would, Think from my observation of you, pivotal and how you think yeah. about your future. Well, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people have a dream, especially people that we have peers in that are uh, business owners or CEOs, founders, whatever. There's probably a sense of like autonomy or independence that's part of your <laughs> desire. Like, you know, you want some level of autonomy, independence, whatever that is. And it's like a goal. It's a major goal for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people think that that occurs at like, I don't know, let's make up numbers, 10 million of net worth, 50 million of net worth, hundred million. I mean, some people probably think you, you aren't successful until you're a billionaire. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, I've heard like Sam Parr on the hustle, like there are billionaires who will be upset because someone else has a pro sports team. It's like, well, <laughs> there's only 32 guys in the world that own an NFL team. Yeah. So I don't know if you're not one of those people, are you like a loser? Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, but that that goal, that independence and autonomy, I think if you look inward, this idea of – I call it compartmentalizing. You have a way of saying, like, I want to change the narrative. It is a form of independence. It really is. Like, you can choose on how you're going to attack these things. And then when these problems are solved or they're under control, like maybe in your example, they're not actually yeah. solved. They're just Who knows like when they'll be solved? Dormant. I don't know. <laughs> it's like dormant. Yeah. Like It's like cancer. Well, it's dormant for it's a like, month. It's always but... there. It comes up again. I mean, I have another hearing in December, so it's on yeah, the you but know, you it's have on to, the distance. Yeah, like yeah. I know it's coming. So you have to always decide, like, hey, this day forward, what will I do? I'm going to max out my time, uh, maybe when there's no problems, and then when there is a problem, I'll check that off when that problem arises. Yep. Because what are your other options? Exactly. Yeah, you can stay in that. And, I mean, that's you stay in that dis-ease, you're going to be causing yourself disease. You're going to be causing yourself health issues. Yeah. I mean, if you're literally, like – going into that place. And I've seen myself almost enter in there a few years yeah. ago. Like you can make yourself sick by being so stressed. And that's what I chose to not do. And I saw how quickly it could be to get there and how easy it would be to stay there if I wanted to, because it's just like, oh, so many, so many things are happening and so stressful. Or you get to be, you know, take charge of your life, of your circumstances, of how you're reacting to it. So yeah, that's a big one for me is like, how do you shift that narrative around the facts? You get to create it. Uh, many people go through traumas and you see the people who have had like a terrible traumatic upbringing and blossom and do amazing things. And then you see someone who had something what someone calls like, oh, yeah, it's a little like less. It's a little trauma. Stay in that. And so I think a lot of it is about choice. Um, so that's one thing. But if anyone's listening and they're like, I can't do that right now, I cannot shift my shift my mind. I cannot like write a new story around it, which I know I've been there. Um, the second thing that I've learned to do is really working through somatic exercises with the body because we we are very much like we are very much still primal our body still needs to do things to process things they always say like the issues are in the tissues i don't know if you've heard that before like your no your but, body will but it sounds it sounds i mean it's very similar to there's an old quote there's very different at, uh adages or versions of this but you know that a sound mind travels in a healthy yep. body is my summary of it right so like if you take care of one you yep. take care of the other yeah right 
And like usually the body is first because if you don't, if you, if you allow the mind to, it's like if you allow the mind to poison, the body will mm-hmm. follow. It's like guaranteed. Yeah. But the other way is, is if you, if you take care of the body, the mind follows. Yeah. I mean, I think they both like, definitely tie together very well. Yeah. Um, but when I, when I say somatic stuff, it really means like tapping back into that primal instinct to let your body do things, move in certain ways that maybe isn't, uh, like by our culture standard, normal or okay, especially for women. So one example is screaming, like loud, and like in your car, <laughs> playing loud music at the top of your lungs. I've heard people do that. I've seen I don't people know how do many that. Women do it. I though. feel like I, th- I feel like I've been at a red light when someone just. That's probably me. <laughs> That's probably me. <laughs> yeah. And I had never done that until more recently, past six months or so, and now it's starting to come more natural. Where I'm like, I'm super upset. Um, at the verge of tears, um, whatever it might be, because I'm so frustrated about one thing that's happening in that moment. And it really yeah. helps clear, like getting it all out <laughs> in a way that like, I mean, I definitely wasn't taught. If you, if you think about growing up, what did most parents do when you're like screaming? They're like, stop, don't do that. Like you're yeah, too loud. Don't do that. <laughs> Whereas to me, I'm like, that is literally a kid's way of quickly processing things. I mean, I know my five-year-old, he will come in and he will hold his ears and scream at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, good, dude, get it out. Like, don't hold that in. Let it all out if you have to. We have a screaming area at my garage. I'm like, you get out there and you can scream your head off. Do what you need to do. <laughs> so that's one thing is like screaming. I do it in the car. You can do it in a pillow. You can do it wherever. Um, but that's just something that. I, I've seen that. I've seen, not you personally, but I've seen people. Yeah, you will. You'll see me one day next to a stoplight. I'll be like, yo. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. Another thing is like, once again, what do animals do when something's bothering them? Like shake it off. They get it off real quick. Shaking a body out, like literally you're just like jumping where your feet are hitting. I'm sorry. But like letting your heels hit the ground and like letting it take out any stress, any anxiety, shaking to the point where you feel crazy. You're shaking so much. You're like, I'm literally seizing it so much. But that also, once again, it's a more primal somatic moving your body in ways that is not normal. It does not look cute. It's not anything where I would want people to be like watching me. And that's something that has definitely helped me where if something's like really kind of like kind of came at me and was making my body feel like, Oh, I'm feeling really frustrated. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling angry. And it could be anything, not just business stuff. It could be like your kids triggering you where you're like, man, my kid just said that. That actually hurt. Like, you know, I need to process that and I don't want to take it out on them. There's things like that. And I do that with my kids too. Um, But just shaking it out. And I think there's a lot of like history behind where that comes from is be like, shake it off, shake it out. But that's also something very helpful to me. So a lot of this is like working with your body. If you can't do the mindset stuff, it's like, how do you check in with your body and see how it's feeling? How do you get out anything um, that's different than just mindset tricks, but actually like using your body to process things out. So shaking, screaming, um, those are big ones. And then of course, like getting outside. Um, There's a lot of like just getting your feet on the ground, like they call it grounding, but just like getting outside in nature, getting vitamin D, like, and then imagining your stress, literally, it's going down into the earth. It'll be reused into something way better than being in my body. Like, you can have it. I release it. Enjoy. So I, I don't know if I actively think, like, to that yeah. term, like you said, releasing stress to the ground or whatever. But I do 100% believe that doing something physical, specifically outside, uh-huh. is good for the body. It has to be. Uh, I feel better every single time I go outside and I want to do something. It's to the point where my wife and I, we've taught our kid we've basically demanded it so like 
you know, we make our kids have a physical hobby. It was like, you have to have yeah. one. Like you, I do not want you to leave this house at the age of 18, having nothing you do that involves, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I want my adult son that want, want to play like adult league soccer yeah. or adult league ice hockey, or, you know, my daughter likes diving or horseback. Like I want you to be doing something hard for your body that requires some level of focus, uh, some level of teamwork, preferably camaraderie, um, all these things, because I do believe in that moment when you're doing the event, you are a hundred percent right that you're not thinking about the other stuff because you're worried about something else. You know what I mean? Like for me, when I'm in the middle of the ocean, I'm thinking about, I don't know. I, my mind goes away. Mm-hmm. Like it literally is blank. Um, and I, it's cathartic to, to your point. If I always feel good when I come back in from yep. the water always. And I think people need that. Like our old, old coworker Janet, right? The bike uh-huh. rides. Like I think people need that. And the people who don't have that are even more likely to have that bottled up stress in their life to the point where like they can't escape yeah, cause it. Cause a lot of times you're staying in that container. I mean, sometimes I yeah. think about like, I'd be in my house and I'm like, so I could be stressed. I could be whatever it might be. And then I'm staying there. And I'm, <clears> the <throat> second I get outside, just get outside of that environment, get outside of like whatever the energy was in that environment going somewhere different it's like, oh, okay, I feel better, like slightly better, not as intense, not as heavy anymore. And so just, yeah, getting outside, doing exercise, even just walking, whatever it is. Or sometimes even I literally just go and lay down the ground <clears throat> and just lay there and be like. I don't know about that for me. That's what, I'll, that's what I'll do sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I do a mix. But, yeah, being outside, touching the ground, like just getting outside of like whatever environment is kind of stressing you um, is another one. Um, and then the other thing I do, have you done breath work yet, like intense breath work? No, never. Be in, that would be interesting to see what you think of that. Um, but that's something that you can't think of anything else when you're focusing on deep breaths and belly breathing, not chest breathing, not short breathing, like yeah. full deep breaths I, I, and doing it for 20 minutes. Like, Yeah, a lot of the uh, big wave surfers do that so that they can hold mm-hmm. their breath longer. There's certainly that. But it's the same thing in that it's the focus. Uh, I have never done it. I'm not saying I wouldn't like it. I just haven't yeah. done it. I'll have, to, I'll have to find a uh, – there's a couple on YouTube that are good where, I mean, it's just very quick breathing, usually through your nose, and you're just going through these different, you know, sections of it on YouTube. And, I mean, it's very good. And it can also feel slightly psychedelic, which is interesting when you work with your breath like that. Um, we got to link yeah, them up. I'll, link them up. Yeah, I'll find notes. some YouTube videos of good breath work to do. But that's something – every time I've done that, it's really good. Um, and incorporating – meditation into those breath work, that's when I've actually found it to be most powerful because I'm not a scientist, but when you're doing breath work and breathing quickly, like they are like a lot of these um, breath work classes or YouTube videos are walking you through, when you take a pause and then you start kind of guiding yourself on a meditation, I've had some very profound things come to me by, for example, imagining my older self, like I'm going to meet my older self. And so, you know, after you're already in the breath work and your mind is already a little like deprived of air, uh, then you're thinking, okay, I arrive at the most beautiful place ever. And there's someone on the distance and they turn around and it's me 20 years in the future. And I want to hear like, what do they want to tell me? Like, what could be helpful? What message do they have for me? And then just listening. And I've heard some pretty wild things in there. So combining breath work and meditation and just like visual meditations of not just like be quiet. I can't do that. But like visual ones, it's probably just me talking to me, but it's a place to quiet your mind to be like, how can I think about this scenario differently right now? And what would 
Like, what would my higher self want to tell me? What would myself from 20 years in the future want to tell me? Whatever that looks like. But it, it has been interesting combining those two together. Yeah, there's definitely no single way to deal with this. But I would say for anyone listening out there and you're thinking to yourself, hey, um, no one knows what I'm going through. Um, none of my peers know what I'm going through. You're probably right. And so, like, and so it's not on you. But I think not finding your mm-hmm. help is a problem. And so we're going to link up some of these videos that you mentioned before, yeah. Steph. You also mentioned some, like, it sounds like some groups or you learned about these classes. Yeah. Um, let's link those up so people can at least know what they're, like, searching for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, if, you're, if you're more like me and you hear your experience is more like mine, which is you don't have a support group. You're a, most guys just, they don't listen to this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, they just don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe most of your friends are crude or insensitive and they don't care um, about your problems, which is, I would say a lot of guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're, if you are looking for a caring environment, I think you just have to put yourself out there. And like Steph said, you have to find another group that can provide yep. that. Because I was in those groups. I've been in many of those groups. I just realized I wasn't interested in being in those groups anymore. Where to me, now I look, if I'm building friendship groups out, friendship doesn't mean I'm calling you when something's hard and you're like, oh, that sucks. It's a friend who's calling me forth, calling me into my power, not being a yes friend, not just being like, oh, yeah, fuck him. Like, no, I don't want them. Or it's also friends who are empowered with action, who are like, let me help you. What can I offer? What can I do? Like, I mean, there's been so many of my friends who've been like, I'm going to start this for you. I'm going to start this campaign to support you. I'm going to like, here, come over and like, let's do this at my house. And I mean, I've had friends offer sound healing where they're like, come on over here and we have a sound healer just for you. And like, sure, I'm a yes to everything at this point. I will try whatever. And, <laughs> but that's what I'm looking for. Like friends who are empowering and friends who actually drive action. And if people aren't like that and they don't want to show up that way, I'm actually not interested in them being around me anymore, which is a very different shift these past two years from where I used to be. So I'll have to say they are out yeah. there and men too. There are men out there who are willing to talk about all of these things. You just have to find them. And step one is probably being vulnerable yourself to even express like, I'm looking for someone to talk about this. I'm having a hard time. I am feeling like a million emotions in me and I don't know how to get it out. And what does that even look like? So just being vulnerable, you'll find your people. But if you stay bottled yeah. up the whole time, yeah. you'll never find them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, if you feel like your boy Tommy is gonna call you out, he probably is. But it also probably means what Steph says: you need to find someone else to help you yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're looking for help and you don't feel like you can go to your existing peer group and friends, then you should actively go find someone else because, um, clearly you need it. You know what I mean? Like, and it's and it's a problem worth solving because. I don't know when I, when I see people that are just um, consumed, let's say just consumed by the problems of their uh-huh. life and they do let it take over. It's a sad sight. It's tough. Yep. And, and that's when like tough love doesn't even work for someone like snap out of it. You know, yeah. like, you can't <laughs> you just snap. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it, it's <laughs> a process. Yeah. It, it's a, it's definitely a big process. And that's why I think having, it's not one size fits all, but if you start developing your own stress toolkit and you're like, okay, Step one, I'm getting outside or like, okay, that didn't work. Step two, I'm like shaking like an animal and I'm screaming primally. Step three, I'm like hitting something. It would look funny to me yeah, for sure. Like step three, I'm hitting something. Like literally the process of bringing your arms over your head and hitting something. So you open up your whole chest. That 
is another thing. It has science behind it of like why it's good to hit in a certain way. So great, go hit a pillow, go hit a bed. Okay, that didn't work. All right, now I'm at the mindset thing. So just having a toolkit where you're like, it's like a pilot, check, check, check. I'm going to go through and be like, let's see what could work here. And everyone has their own thing. So um, yeah, super interesting thinking about all the different areas to go here and a lot more I could talk about. And we'll have to do that in a different episode to go through some more things because I know we're at time. There you go. Until next time, if you're looking for help, check the show notes below. We have it all. We'll have it all linked up for you. Stephanie has a big re- mental repository of resources. You ask me for help, I'm gonna tell you to go outside. That's there it. you That's go, Albert. One rule. Have any other advice? All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>